0: Bright light city gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get
1: those stakes up higher.
0: There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living, the devil may care, and I'm just a devil with love to spare. So Be Las Vegas! Beaver Las
1: Vegas!
0: Oh, I wish that there were more than 24 hours in the
1: day.
2: Even if there
1: were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. All right, welcome to podcast
2: number 136 this week. I'm Russell Dowden, publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. We publish the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine is the only cannabis magazine that We uh, publish here in the Lone Star State. We're available in about 750 smoke shop and CBD stores across the land here in the Lone Star State. And this week we are hosting our podcast here and um, welcoming in my guest from Las Vegas. We were supposed to go to Las Vegas. In fact, my guest doesn't know this, but we were going to be in Vegas. And had I gone, we would have probably arranged to just do the recording somewhere uh, there in a hotel somewhere there, or maybe even on the floor at Champs. So, um, But joining me on the podcast this week on the Texas Hemp Show is our friends of ours from the hometown hero, is uh, Cynthia Cabrera joining us here on the Texas Hemp Show, and we'll be talking with her about what's going on with, with their operation and with some of the victories they've had. Welcome to the show, Cynthia. How are you?
3: I'm good, thank you. Well, you know, it's Vegas, so. (laughs) Oh, what did I say? You said, how are you doing? (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, oh, it's well, it's your, it's Vegas. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, th- yeah. Thank you. By the way, again, uh, we commented off air uh, before you got Gina on the air here, but yeah, thank you for not being down on the blackjack floor. <laughs>
3: yeah, no problem. I uh, brought myself right upstairs. Uh, you should have come to Vegas. Why didn't you come?
2: Well, I was invited by another client to go, and when last mm-hmm. week, last week, Cynthia, we were at the. Uh, the Dallas show, the Alternative uh, uh, Products Expo, and I was over there. And one of my clients, that shall remain unnamed, uh, invited me <laughs> to go. Invited me to go up there. And so I was kind of planning on going, but uh, but I never heard from him on uh, Monday or Tuesday for regarding my flight and all of this. So, uh, so I really needed to be home here and, and, and work. Uh, but it would have been interesting okay. if I, if I'd have gone, it would have been interesting because we would have had to set up the interview with you somewhere there. And we would have both uh, been there and uh, would have had to do this, uh, uh maybe out, 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 on the poker floor. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that would have been great. Well, listen, it's, uh, It's a toasty 115 degrees,
2: so... But it's a dry heat, right, Cynthia? It's a dry heat.
3: That's right. That's what I tell all my friends from South Florida. It's a dry heat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get this conversation going. I appreciate you being on the show, even from uh, taking some time out of your afternoon there in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, I guess let me introduce you a little bit here. I have a... um, You've spent some background in the vape industry, Starting back in 2011, you were a vice president of compliance and logistics at an eSig retailer, and then you were executive director and president of the Smoke-Free Alternative Trade Association, which is the largest vapor trade association that's out there. So you've kind of integrated from the vape industry in more recent years into uh, working with Hometown Hero over here in Austin, and uh, this company has been around since, I believe, 20. 20- 2015, how does transitioning from the vape side into the cannabis side fit for you? And and, and how did you get started on this path?
3: Well, I mean, it's super interesting, right? Uh, the vapor industry, the hemp industry, both brand new nascent industries kind of finding their way. And it's super exciting. I remember back in the day, the vape days, which seems like 100 years ago, which is, you know, it wasn't that it was like 12 years ago. That I started, but it seems like a much longer time ago because so many things happened. But I remember I sit around talking with people and would say, "Oh my gosh, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. How many times do you get to be part of a brand new industry? Well, in my case, twice. So <laughs> it's been, you know, really, really amazing. When I when I left um, the e-cigarette company I was working for, mm-hmm. and I went to run the trade association. I left there in 2016, and the week that I left, I had lined up uh, several consulting clients. And I think the announcement went out like on a Monday morning or something, but it was very close to a Monday morning. And that afternoon, Lucas from Hometown Hero called me. I'm not even sure how he got my phone number, but he called me and hired me. To be it so like I started out like my first week out of the association <laughs> I had all these clients, which was great, and you know I mean you know this a lot of people in the vape space just when all the regulations just started like becoming untenable they just moved on to you know the next opportunity hoping for a better outcome than what we got in the vape space not not that some people still aren't in business surprisingly in the vape space. But really, just hoping for like a do-over. And I, I always say hemp is like vape 2.0. You know, everything that happened, everything we did in vape, let's not do it here. So that's, <laughs> that's what I. That's my motto. You know, let's just oh, is that what happened? let's let's do something different. Yeah. So, well, but it's it's been super interesting.
2: Well, this is an interesting space and and I mean I've been in publishing and media Cynthia for 22 years or, or more, probably 25 now, but 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 converting over into this cannabis and hemp uh, space has been really educational. I've always been a, a an advocate for this plant. It's very exciting to be a part of this, especially here in Texas where we're we're kind of still, you know, in the infancy, aren't we?
3: Mhm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know it's funny because everybody has a different motivation for why they do what they do. At, at hometown hero, myself, you know, the owners, we all have this same philosophy that products should be available to whoever needs them, whoever wants them, right? These are adult products; there really shouldn't be any reason that you can't get to them. So, a lot of our legislative fights and even legal fights are kind of like on principle because every time that the market gets smaller it cuts out that many more businesses it cuts out that many more people from having access to it listen everybody likes to make money that is a fact but mm. there's more to it than just that
2: well it's it, there's uh, everybody seems to get into this space Cynthia some way or another and and some people get here through a medical condition or some kind of uh, but everybody lands here some way or another, and it's always a, an interesting story for no matter where you where where you hear it from.
3: Yeah, there's always this like um, educational component that comes with it, and even if people don't know exactly what they're looking for, they know that they're looking for something,
1: mm-hmm.
3: right? And you know, there are so many options available within the hemp, you know, umbrella under the hemp umbrella. There's just so many different options available. There's something for whatever somebody is looking for, right? It exists.
2: Well, how are things shaking up there in Vegas? Uh, are you – you, I, I, I understand that things are pretty I, – I understand it's like a mile-long haul that you, you you put your soft shoes on. I hope you've got your your, your chanclas on or something over there, Cynthia, because it's – I don't
3: have my chanclas on, but I, I have my tennis on.
2: And
3: um, I talked to somebody yesterday who – last night who was complaining that her feet hurt because she wore these like new shoes. And I said, Oh, Ricky mistake. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. You bring your, bring your sneakers, like your comfy <laughs> shoes and you can wear your pretty shoes at night. You know, well, I tell you what <laughs> I
2: did that last weekend with the event in Dallas at the expo. I, I didn't How was re- it? Uh, it was great. I mean, I, I, uh, I there was lots of vendors. I met lots of people. There was many clients of mine there. I went upstairs to record a podcast up in the media, kind of up in the, uh, the Weed and Whiskey Lounge. Is, is was sponsored by our friends up at Weed and Whiskey News. And so I was up there. But no, I, I had bought a brand-new pair of Pumas the day or two before, <laughs> and I didn't realize in my bag that I didn't put my Nikes or my tennis shoes. And so I had these four Flat leather Pumas that I had to wear the whole time. My feet were killing me Friday, Friday night. I was dying. So you uh, look good, but your feet were killing you. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I was flossing in the black leather Puma, but man, my feet were killing me that night. So uh, very. Yeah. Uh, uh, always, always be prepared for your shoes when you go into these big conferences.
3: Yeah, I've done so many of them. Like I have it down to a science, you know. And like I will forsake. I'll look really cute from the ankles up, but on my feet are going to be some very comfortable sneakers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, listen, stay right there. We're going to take our first commercial break, and we'll come back and, and talk a little bit more about our friends at Hometown Hero and some of the legislative movement that we had here in the 88th Legislature here in Texas. Uh, my guest, Cynthia Cabrera, right from the heart of Las Vegas. will be right back. This is the Texas Hens <laughs> Show on ESPN 1027. We'll be right back. A little less conversation, a little more action please. All this
0: aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more fire, a little less bite, a little less bite, a little more spark. You close your mouth and open up your heart. Local brand Sweet Scentsy, known as the original Texas Rosin Company, presents another year of bringing the hemp industry and the people of Texas together to celebrate all things cannabis at their Texas Hemp Harvest Festival. The Sweet Scentsy brand, known as the best true full-spectrum organic gourmet candy manufacturer in Texas, has been selling out the Texas Hemp Harvest Festival for the last two years. This year's festival holds two days of elevated cannabis experiences on November 3rd and 4th downtown East 4th Street at Distribution Hall, showcasing hemp and art vendors from all around the state, and features on stage top reggae artists like 10-Foot Ganja Plant, Sister Nancy, Josh Heinrichs with Skillenja, Pacifier, and Austin's own Mau Mau Chaplains. Sponsorships available to companies interested in showcasing their brand to the large audience. Buy your tickets and inquire about sponsorship and vendor spots at texashempharvestfestival.com
1: Hemp-derived cannabinoids such as Delta-8 and others are once again under threat in the Texas legislature. But Hometown Hero, a supporter of the Texas Hemp Show, is leading the fight to keep these products legal and available for adults 21 and older in the Lone Star State. Based in Austin, Hometown Hero is known for its specialty hemp-derived products, which have garnered recognition from High Times Magazine and have earned over 3,000 five-star reviews and counting. With their gummies, cereal bars, sour belts, and more, Hometown Hero offers new and novel experiences while donating to nonprofits helping U.S. veterans in need. If you're curious to try premium hemp products from the people leading the fight for hemp in Texas, you can get a 20% discount on all Hometown Hero products by using code THR20 at HometownHeroCBD.com. That's code THR20 at HometownHeroCBD.com.
0: Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. The Texas Hemp Reporter
1: is available free
0: at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops across Texas. McAllen, Houston, Austin, Dallas, Lubbock, and San Antonio. Texas lawmakers will be in session this year to improve or alter laws on cannabis products. So stay tuned and informed this legislative season with the Texas Hemp Show podcast and the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Would you like to host the Texas Hemp Show podcast in your business or special? Event. Now, booking live broadcast from your location with our new demo vehicle, the Texas Green Machine. Email Russell at Texas at gmail.com. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. The Pickens have been lush. And yet, before this evening is over, you might give me the brush. You might forget your manners. You might refuse to stay. And so, the best that I can do
2: is pray. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hip Show. This is podcast number 136 this week. Our guest, Cynthia Cabrera, director for the Hometown Hero team, as she's live from Champs calling in this week from Las Vegas as we salute a little to Vegas with some of our Elvis and and some of our Frank Sinatra tunes this week on the show. Let's talk a little bit about no movement was good movement last session <laughs> uh, right <laughs> right you know, a few a few um maybe i guess maybe back in june i had i don't remember one of the attorneys on the, 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 there and i said uh, hey well the bad news is nothing really changed in the legislative session but hey the good news is nothing really changed in the legislative <laughs> session. So uh, I guess, yeah, you know, you guys had a, ways. you guys had a kind of, you guys celebrate that actually as a victory uh, with Lucas and your team and, and uh, at hometown here, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like, uh, you know, just uh, going through the process with lawmakers this past session?
3: Well, it was exhausting. I'll tell you that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but well, In addition to texas i mean hometown hero supports legislative efforts in multiple states so we were working on or yeah so i had you know a bunch of other states in addition to texas texas is obviously our home state and our biggest state so there's no way that we were going to take our eye off of that ball but there were all these other states that we also had to pay attention to so it was i think probably from january to june you know i just barely slept (laughs) <laughs> it was just unbelievable. I didn't speak to my family. You
1: know,
3: <laughs> once in a while I'd see my pets and toss them some food, you know, that kind of thing. Um well, left
2: I- it to <laughs> I reached Go out. Ahead. I I, look, I was looking looking up your email earlier to get uh, uh, a link out to you, and just to make sure you, you we had the right uh, you know contacts for getting you on the show this week. And it mm-hmm. looks it looks like I had we had a brief email in March and maybe one phone call that lasted half a minute. <laughs> you were very busy, yeah. and I'm lucky yeah. I got a half a minute with you back in March.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was brutal. I moved to Texas from South Florida last year, and you know. Of course, I told my family, oh, I'll be back once a month or every other month. Don't worry. I'm going to just see you guys all the time. And then, you know, six months, I never get to Florida. And my family's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, please, I literally don't even have time to tell you what's happening. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> I was going to ask ahead. you, can you talk about some of the victories that you might have had or challenges you had with other states because you know we didn't get a lot. We kind of all know in Texas that we didn't get much. much fortunately for us, nothing changed. Uh, unfortunately for for fans of THC and and that side of the plant, you know, we didn't get a lot of, of movement uh, in a positive way there. Um, but but can you talk about what challenges you had for other states and may, maybe you guys had some victories, you know, uh, abroad.
3: Yeah. I mean, listen, Texas, it's just to cover Texas really quickly. Somebody that we um, do some work with commented to me after session was over. And, you know, I'm like drinking Red Bulls and Celsius and you know <laughs> trying to stay awake or whatever. And right. he said, uh, you know, and he's like, well, what happened? And I said nothing. I said it's status quo. And he said, I knew nothing was going to happen. And I, I just wanted to, like, rip my hair out. I was I was like, you knew nothing was going to happen. I'm like, it took six months of hard work to make like nothing happen. I'm like, it didn't just, you know, I, I was just so, and every time I mentioned it to somebody in the office, they would say he knew something. Nothing was going to happen. What are you talking about? You know, it was just because a lot went into nothing happening. A yes. lot of effort went into that. <laughs> um, but we had like, you know, just across the state lines there. We had Louisiana, which was so they meet yearly and. Um, mm mm-hmm they, they were, they had a similar, well, there were a few states. So Maryland, you know, was lost. Virginia was lost. We didn't have lobbyists in in Maryland. We brought in lobbyists to Virginia, like at the last minute, because we realized that things were not going the way we wanted them to go. Um, Tennessee, uh, again, you know, Tennessee was a lot of like whatever, but we did get some regulation in there. There's still some things that need to be worked out in rulemaking. But essentially, you know, it should be settled. There is a um, there's this idea that once that there there is legislation, that an industry is perfectly safe. And that is a fallacy people should not labor under. Right. So there is nothing that stops any legislator from coming back later and saying, well, I know we passed this law. I just want to make a little change to this law. Mm. Right. And then you have to start it all over again. So vigilance like you, you just can never not be vigilant right that's what has to happen and so but we did have wins in states. we had florida which was amazing uh although you know the threat will be back next year and so that will have to be addressed again um so we had tennessee uh there was a win in missouri where they tried to ban it and nothing happened again you know a lot of nothing happened although that was Less work went into making Missouri not happen than had to go into <laughs> Texas. making Texas not happen. Yeah. Um. Well,
2: what, what was so, what was the victory for Louisiana? I want to say something positive. Uh, I don't recall exactly, but didn't didn't they have a gain some momentum with cannabis in Louisiana?
3: Well, they have medicinal marijuana there that's legal and the medicinal marijuana folks don't love that hemp products exist. Uh Right. And that's a broad statement that I'm making, but since there are only two registered companies, I think I can say it. Um, And so what happened was uh, the original uh, regulations in Louisiana called for eight milligrams of serving. And um, which meant that you could have a multi serving gummy. Well, all of a sudden in Louisiana, which, you know, is a small, is a tiny state, all this um, negative media starts coming out about how, you know, people are just getting high all the time and they can barely stand up straight. And, you know, this is a disaster. And the guy who had uh, pushed the bill the last time, you know, swore that nobody could, you know, this would not alter anybody. And it was just like an out and out full frontal assault on the hemp industry. I mean, it was. I, Louisiana is a good state for us revenue wise, right? That's, we have a lot of customers in Louisiana and, you know, we wanted to keep it that way. So we really had to pull out all the stops and that was probably the next state that, you know, that, that that's one of the top states that got a lot of attention because there was just so much maneuvering that had to happen there. What ended up happening is that they issued in their like second or third emergency order for the year Um, after nothing passed, but in the emergency order, they made a few changes, one of which was that they um, capped it at eight milligrams per gummy. So they did that. Um, They banned vapes, although tinctures are allowed. So they did stuff like that. And they did it under an emergency order rather than um, legislatively because they weren't able to do it legislatively. So (laughs) Well, seems, That's
2: what happened there, Cynthia. Some states that are pro that have strong recreational cannabis programs, they don't let or allow for the you know the hemp derived products to come in. I know that Colorado was one of those a few years ago. They they just didn't they don't want the that competition in the market.
3: Oh, absolutely correct. And I always tell it, you know, I, I talk to people and they're like, oh, yeah, well, one day, you know, cannabis will, cannabis will be legal everywhere. And I'm like, don't look forward to that day because <laughs> every time marijuana gets recreationally legal or even medicinally, we come into the crosshairs because we are a direct threat and competition. And it's not like the marijuana or the, uh, the medicinal folks are like, hey, we should sell hemp, too. No. They're like, oh, my God, that is our enemy. They need to, like, be taken out. So our our biggest threat is not legislators. It's, the, it's our opponents or people who consider themselves competitors with us that are. And, you know, to be fair, the marijuana industry has been at this far longer than the hemp industry has, right. right, at least on the consumable side. They've got a lot of experience and a lot of relationships, and we're playing a lot of catch up. So we're always on the defensive because we have to be. Uh, it, it, so it's it's just a big legalization does not spell good things for the hemp industry, right? Yeah, and yeah. that's that's just the fact.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a funny space. And then you've got the National Farm Bill. There may be amendments changing to that out of DC coming soon. Um, I don't know if things will change much for the industry, but there's there's talk of making some some federal adjustments to the. Farm bill, is there?
3: Well, you know, just like you said earlier, you know, good news, bad news, nothing changed, <laughs> nothing changed. It's similar with the farm bill. There are so, you know, there's so much dysfunction at the federal level and so many different things going on that it is very possible that nothing happens with the farm bill this year. That's not a guarantee. It's not a promise. But it is very possible that it gets punted another year. The 2018 farm bill was supposed to be the 2017 farm bill. So mm-hmm. there is precedent for kicking it another year. And it looks like that may happen. I mean, September, October around the corner and theoretically everything should be you know, in discussion by then. And we're not even close to that. Additionally, um, Senator uh, Rand Paul and I forget who the other one is, um, reintroduced the hemp act that would force the FDA to regulate CBD. So that throws something new. I'm I'm sure you remember that, you know, Congress said to FDA, hey, you need to regulate this. And FDA said, hey, you need to make some laws. So they're like kicking it back and forth to each other. So they've one upped it again. Um, So we'll see. I mean, the federal level, it doesn't look like something will happen this year, which is great, but it doesn't mean that. The work is done right and it doesn't mean that everything is going to turn out favorable for us because we just have to keep our foot on the pedal and make sure that we get where we need to go
2: stay right there we're going to take another quick break chief strategy officer for hometown hero anthony cabrera our guest this is the texas hemp show espn 1027 we'll be right back
1: and every time it rains it rains and don't you know it's in. every time it rains, it rains. And don't you know it's You'll find your fort in Poland. All over town, all over town, all over town.
0: The Texas Hemp Show is brought to you by your friends at CBD Pros USA, your cannabis experts. Right now, you can save 50% off any one product if you mention the Texas Hemp Show. That's right, 50% off anything on the online store menu. Nanotincture, watermelon gummies, our Brio Drift Moisturizing Cream, any single item, 50% off. That's CBD Pros. CBD is present in more significant quantities in hemp than marijuana. And because it's non-psychoactive, CBD is widely regarded as the cannabinoid with the most health potential by researchers. If you'd like to learn more about CBD and our products at CBD Pros, you can read our education page and browse some of our products to learn more. Visit CBDProsUSA.com. That's CBDProsUSA.com.
1: Czar is a premium cannabis company in Texas.
0: As Czar, we are assured that the quality is great for all of our products.
1: Highest quality is super crucial.
0: We always joke with our customers hey, you don't buy your sushi from a gas station, and you really shouldn't buy your CBD from a gas station, right? It's all about quality, what the extraction process
1: is. We're partnering with those types of companies, those individuals who maintain high quality hemp as well as high extraction processes and this helped ultimately our clients confidence and that's what we want to provide Czar's mission is to help out our veteran community our our active duty members and to destigmatize cannabis and just help our communities uh, one consultation at a time isn't this chance worth it to improve your quality of life
0: because that's what we do here at czar we truly put people first
1: welcome to czar where people come first
0: We took the best journalists off, innovations, cuisine, business, travel, agriculture, and then we put weed in it. Welcome to Weed and Whiskey News. Weed and Whiskey News. News with a twist.
1: This is Ricky Williams, and you're listening to The Texas Hip Show, Hooker.
0: brand Sweet Scentsy, known as the original Texas Rosin Company, presents another year of bringing the hemp industry and the people of Texas together to celebrate all things cannabis at their Texas Hemp Harvest Festival. The Sweet Scentsy brand, known as the best true full-spectrum organic gourmet candy manufacturer in Texas, has been selling out the Texas Hemp Harvest Festival for the last two years. This year's festival holds two days of elevated cannabis experiences on November 3rd and 4th Downtown East 4th Street at Distribution Hall Showcasing hemp and art vendors from all around the state And features on stage top reggae artists Like 10-Foot Ganja Plant, Sister Nancy, Josh Heinrichs with Skillinja, Pacifier and Austin's own Mau Mau Chaplains Sponsorships available to companies interested in showcasing their brand to the large audience Buy your tickets and inquire about sponsorship and vendor spots at TexasHempHarvestFestival.com
1: Shane, darling, darling shame. Thank you for all the joy and pain. Picture show, second balcony was the place. All
2: right, welcome back to the, the Texas Hip Show, Sh- podcast number 136 oh, this week. Uh, the Texas Hip Show. I'm Russell Shamed Dowden, your down. host. We publish the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine, currently working on our 19th edition of the magazine. We publish every other month That's six issues a year, and the magazine goes out to 700, 800 CBD and smoke shops around the state of Texas. I know we're in 250 stores here in central Texas. We get them out to San Antonio, uh, Dallas. Uh, Houston, uh, sprinkle them down even in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, but but uh, the big bigger cities, the metros get a heavy dose of the Texas hemp report, and and uh, we try to educate folks about cannabis and hemp space and health and wellness as it as it regards uh, you know the cannabis plant here in the Lone Star State. So we've been at this for three years and exciting this to, to be a part of this space and uh we're happy to have our guest uh, cynthia cabrera on the chief strategy officer there for hometown hero guys and their brand is all over the place and you can check them out at hometown hero i believe it's just HometownHero.com, isn't it cynthia
3: it's hometownhero.cbd.com
2: cbd.com i should have had we have the website actually up on on screen but i wasn't sure if it was the cbd or or uh, just the, the .com but hometownhero.cbd.com is the website and uh, cynthia chiming in from vegas so i'm throwing in the elvis the wayne newton the <laughs> all a lot of the old, old, old music from vegas uh, who knows maybe we'll come back with Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. on the next break who knows Uh, but welcome back to the program I want to still stay with the national uh, topic before the break we were kind of talking about no movement is is good in this space whether it's Texas (laughs) or or in Washington DC you know one of the things we talk about Cynthia on this on this show with guests and these. They're people from brands, they're growers, they're uh, movers and shakers in the in the space uh, nationally as well as as statewide. But we often talk about on the show if ever there's movement from the legislative, uh, you know, in in Washington about you know legalization of full fledged cannabis, and if that might ever happen, and what would that do to uh, the laws in other states and states like Texas you know, with the farm bill that kind of made lawmakers had to to acquiesce to the federal side of things. Do you ever think that might happen? Or are we a long ways away from that? It seems to be a bipartisan issue, cannabis, nowadays in in, in D.C.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. So anytime that anything becomes federally illegal or federally illegal, it it puts a lot of Downward pressure on the states. So, you know, remember, marijuana is still federally illegal, but multiple states have legalized it within their states. So, you know, the feds choose to leave it alone to allow for states' rights and to leave that kind of thing alone. So, it's not a given that federal legalization would force every state to, you know, come up with their own marijuana program because the inverse is true. It's still federally illegal. But there are a lot of states that have legalized it and they could continue to do that in defiance of, you know, its federal illegality. The illegality of it does not allow for, you know, banking and um, it makes things very difficult for businesses. In addition to which the marijuana scheme and I call it a scheme because it's kind of just like, you know, what the infrastructure is, but one state decided to legalize it and they put in really crappy regulations that absolutely hindered and hobbled the marijuana industry. And then that just rippled across to all the other states that legalized recreational marijuana. So the marijuana companies, it's not like that. One of the reasons that they're so stressed out about hemp is because they've poured millions of dollars into these businesses that aren't necessarily profitable. They pay these ridiculous amounts of taxes They can't use a regular bank. And, you know, here comes the hemp industry that's totally legal. So, you know, on the one side, I get it. On the other side, I'm like, well, change your business model. But the idea that there would be federal legalization and hemp might be caught up in that. And then as a result, you know, have some crappy regulations attached to it that force everybody out of the market or, you know, put huge taxes on us that's not something I'm looking forward to. I'd rather have everything stay the way that it is yeah, rather than something like that.
2: You know, I, Texas is a slow mo- moving state. Uh, I, I had Sid Miller on the show last year. Uh, Sid said, uh, well, how do you take a bite out of an elephant, Russell? And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, <laughs> he said, well, one bite at a time, you know, but basically, you know, with the space that you're in, this was a victory. No movement in some ways for, for for your space. Absolutely.
3: Oh yeah, no no doubt about it. I mean, and uh, the next year and a half are going to be great because mm-hmm. nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's terrific. What I did learn, you know, this was my first year in Texas, and you know, handling all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what I did learn is that there are a lot of legislators. It's weird because there are the like the super anti ones that are just hardcore no. You know, there's just no reasoning with them and there's just there's no point in focusing on them. And then there were other legislators that, interestingly, had been convinced or, you know, on their own. Mm -hmm. Mostly they had been convinced by somebody else that the state's medicinal program had so little participation in it because hemp products were, you know, just making it obsolete. But the fact of the matter is that the medicinal program, it just. You know, it's not great all on its own. It didn't need help to. Uh, it didn't need hemp to do that, right? It's just in and of itself, it's not a great program. And so, there, the idea that these things can coexist needs to be promoted further, yeah. right? Um, in addition to which, you know, there's this tension, and I, you know, we have a whole marketing department, so I get it. Yeah. Um, there's this this tension with the the people who don't want hemp products or they don't want marijuana products. And then, you know, marketing and promotions for a lot of these hemp products, a lot of the hemp, you know, companies do it, is they're like, oh, it's marijuana light. Oh, it's this, it's, and you know, this advertising, this marketing is easy to find. And so it gives legislators that don't want the product, you know, something to point to and say, look, you guys are saying it's a different industry and you know, whatever, but look, you, you know, you market just like marijuana. But at the end of the day, hemp products are legal and we have every single right to be here. And, right. you know, during this past. Yeah. During this legislative session, I butted heads with a lot of my colleagues um, because I don't you know, we are federally legal. We are a legal product. And. Once it became legal, then the states adopted their own program. If they wanted to participate in the hemp program, they had to adopt their own rules and they had to submit them to the USDA for approval. And then they have to stick to those guidelines. And there is no reason that the hemp industry should come in and sit in my this is my opinion. And this is how we look at it at, from Hometown Heroes perspective. This mm-hmm. is how we do it. We are federally legal. We should not be coming in on our knees all the time. Stand up straight. We have a legal right to be here. We are a product that keeps millions or thousands of people employed. We help hundreds of thousands of people. We have nothing to be ashamed of. And I never go to a legislator, I never talk to a policymaker and say, hey, listen, I, I know we come from the same plant. So if you just give us you know, a little bit less regulation or, you know, make it 25 and over, or, you know, just make it one gummy per package. No, absolutely not. Why would we possibly do that? And so hopefully during this off session uh, in Texas, you know, we can work on some of those issues, but they are really big and, you know, people latch on to a talking point or something that rubs them the wrong way. And it's really hard to get them to get it out of their head. Yeah. So we it seems we have a lot of that to do here in Texas.
2: You know, I've I've reached out to some of the legal cannabis companies in Texas. There's a few. I mean, there's only three operators, I think. uh, Definitely two that are really out there uh, known for the last several years. But um, um, I've reached out to them because we do cover. Articles, you know, in the magazine, Cynthia, where we we do cover cannabis and we talk about, you know, that program as well. We talk about benefits for our veterans and you know, mm-hmm. for cancer patients. There's there's a ton of uh, benefits, you know, on this. And, and then with the one percent side, you're right. It's not the strongest program in Texas, but the THC side of that of that coin, they they just don't. I think maybe they are threatened by us or something sometimes. I don't know. Well,
3: you're selling me. I, I don't know why they're not advertising. To you. I mean, it sounds great. I, yeah. I, if I run into anybody, I will let them know
2: they should do this. <laughs> well, we thank you guys because Hometown Hero is one of our sponsors, and so we appreciate that. And I guess with that, um, let's take another quick commercial break. We'll we'll talk more and continue our conversation with Cynthia on the other side. It is the Texas Hemp Show, and I'm Russell. And we'll be back. This is 102.7 oh ESPN oh Austin. We'll be right back.
0: I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick
1: in the head? Her room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged her. This is Ricky Williams, and you're listening to the Texas Hip Show. Hook em. local brand
0: Sweet Scentsy, known as the original Texas Rosin Company, presents another year of bringing the hemp industry and the people of Texas together to celebrate all things cannabis at their Texas Hemp Harvest Festival. The Sweet Scentsy brand, known as the best true full-spectrum organic gourmet candy manufacturer in Texas, has been selling out the Texas Hemp Harvest Festival for the last two years. This year's festival holds two days of elevated cannabis experiences on November 3rd and 4th Downtown East 4th Street at Distribution Hall showcasing hemp and art vendors from all around the state and features on stage top reggae artists like 10-Foot Ganja Plant, Sister Nancy, Josh Heinrichs with Skillin' sapphire and Austin's own Mau Mau Chaplains. Sponsorships available to companies interested in showcasing their brand to the large audience. Buy your tickets and inquire about sponsorship and vendor spots at Texas Hemp Harvest Festival.com. The Texas Hemp Show is brought to you by your friends at CBD Pros USA, your cannabis experts. Right now, you can save 50% off any one product if you mention the Texas Hemp Show. That's right, 50% off anything on the online store menu. nano Nanotincture, watermelon gummies, our Brio Drift Moisturizing Cream, any single item, 50% off. That's CBD Pros. CBD is present in more significant quantities in hemp and marijuana and because it's non-psychoactive cbd is widely regarded as the cannabinoid with the most health potential by researchers if you'd like to learn more about cbd and our products at cbd pros you can read our education page and browse some of our products to learn more visit cbdprosusa.com that's cbdprosusa.com now, back to the show with your host, Russell oh,
1: oh, oh. Oh, 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 Let's fly way up to the cloud.
0: Away from the maddening crowds We can sing in
1: the glow of a star that I right, Welcome back I to the Texas
2: Hemp Show. This is podcast time. 136 this Let week. Here on the Texas Hemp, Hemp, Hemp Show, I'm Russell Dowden, publisher, editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. You check us out online at texashempreporter.com. This is the website. Be sure to check us out uh, online. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Texas Hemp Reporter or at TX Hemp Reporter, one of the two. You'll find us out there. My guest, Cynthia Cabrera, uh, with the Hometown Hero crew. And that brand is done very well over the last, oh gosh, I guess since 2015, right, Cynthia? I mean, people people think, you know, we are only in this space in Texas since maybe 2018, 2019. But uh, your brand's actually been around uh, for quite some time uh, prior to Texas getting uh, uh, adjusted and acclimated to these products
3: that's right yeah like, uh, hometown hero has been around for a while like you said since 2015 and we're not really planning on going anywhere so <laughs> we're like in it to win it
2: you want to talk about some of these products I mentioned we, we, we wanted to maybe, we talked about a new brand that's made the cover of our uh, our our new issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter. I I thought we might introduce the Orca products. Can you can you speak to to these uh, this new brand that you're launching here this uh, this summer?
3: Yeah. So the Orca products are a brand new line, and they are meant for people who are really interested in their health. And so we've got four of them. There is energy recovery, rejuvenation, and then there's a roll-on. So we've um, it's the same formulation, but it's kind of a new um, form factor for the roll-on. And <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but we have a lot of test subjects at the office <laughs> that use these yeah, products. right. Um, and, yeah, and people love that. And what's interesting and also plays into our whole, um, you know, we're staying in Texas kind of thing is that this line is a lower THC product. So Mm -hmm. it really appeals more to the sports minded, um, just athletic type person that's looking for that little extra boost that they need to achieve peak performance. Mm -hmm. And also it helps us because, you know, we have something that we, you know, where we can and we have we actually have other low THC products. But we can say, hey, listen, what we've got at Hometown Hero is a wide range of products, like depending on what your needs or your desires are, we've got you. And so Orca is the brand new one. The packaging is spectacular. The products work great. It's really, really super nice. Um, when we get in, when we get it, if you want, we can ship you some so you yeah. can try it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't do the, the the nicotine stuff so much, but these, the THC products I might be a little more of a fan of because uh, – I I will I will try them and and try the flavors and if it's low grade THC I'm still I'm still a fan. Uh I can't get out. Know, oh yeah. <laughs> I have <I>, <laughs> well, been
3: something for everyone, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I I smoked for many years and and I just uh, it's it's funny like I said on Weed and Whiskey News I the quality of the cannabis has gone up and my quality ability to handle it's gone down. <laughs> so I just uh, I can't do how that works. Yeah, right? you Well, know, it happens with age. You just can't keep, uh, you know, ripping bong hits at, at, after at, at 50 that when you when you did when you were 25. But no, you guys got a great line of products. This is a new one that I'm excited to see. I would be happy to to try Orca out. And, and try this out. I also understand y'all have a mushroom line too, don't you?
3: Yeah. So the mushroom line is really, and so again, you know, depend. and I'm sure that, you know, you're the, the folks who advertise with you and, you know, most po- folks in the space, they know who their consumers are, right? Sure. They know which segment of the market they're going for. They know what people are looking for in terms of a product. And we do that same research as well. And The mushroom thing was something that just kept coming up. And so we've got that coming out, some Amanita. um, And we've got other products in development as well because we are a THC company and we want to have, again, we want to capture as many people as possible. And uh, I I think you know that we support veterans, right? We do a lot of work with veterans. We donate a lot of money to them and we've become very friendly with them. And it's the same thing, you know, a lot of the stories that we hear from the veterans apply with regards to THC and other products. So, you know, there are a lot of veterans that, uh, God, there was one guy that I spoke to that had, I think he had been on like 120-something pills, like pharmaceuticals, a day. 120-something mm. mm. pills a day. That's awful. All different things. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. I mean, like, it's, like, it's like a meal, yeah. you know? Yeah, And, um He found uh, Delta 8 products, and so he had switched over, and he he weaned himself off. You know, he did it himself, but he's just like this walking miracle. And, you know, Hometown Hero, just like with um, our philosophy that there should be something for everyone, we want to introduce different products. There are some people who may not want THC and they want to try something different you know maybe it's um, it doesn't fit with them or maybe they don't like the idea of it or you know maybe they have to get drug tested for something and so we want to be able to offer people what they want in whatever form is the best for them so that's yeah. that, that's our point
2: and that's really what's great about this space is you can there is the recreational side but there's the health and wellness side of this and and you guys offer both that option our guest, Cynthia Cabrera, hometown hero, and she was recently appointed chair of the Cannabinoids Council. What does that mean? What? That's the national. <laughs> tell, tell us about that. I've got about four or five minutes left with you, but I wanted to sneak that in because that was something that just happened last month.
3: Oh, yeah. So I appreciate that. So I'm on the board at HIA when I started. Mm-hmm. So I used to consult for hometown hero. I did that for years. And last year, Lucas convinced me to come in-house. So <laughs> I did that last year. I know. And um, one of the first things we did was select a national organization to, you know, get behind and kind of support. And it we went with the Hemp Industries Association, the HIA, and we were members for a little while. And when I was able, I ran for the board and I got appointed to the board, I won the election and made it to the board. And recently, the person who was heading up the Cannabinoids Council, which is the group that makes the recommendations that go to the board, and moves the policy and the agenda of the association forward. And I really just wanna do everything possible to support and protect hemp-derived products. And I thought that this taking that position, I volunteered myself by the way, (laughs) taking that position would be like a good way to make sure that that happens. So we haven't had our first meeting yet. Um, The HIA has a conference coming up in August, at the end of August in Austin. Um, there may have been some issue with the hotel. I'm not sure. But so far, it's set for the end of August in Austin. And we're a sponsor, really looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to working on the Cannabinoids Council. If you asked me earlier what we could do in Texas or what I see in Texas, what I would like to see. I would like to see regulation that allows us to keep flourishing. That's it. That's, That's right. reasonable regulation. And it is exactly what happens now. The fact that we were unable to get or the legislature was unable to get an age. Um, gating bill passed says a lot about what the legislature's intentions are, but we're not giving up. So we would like to see regulation that allows us to keep doing exactly what we're doing responsibly and forever.
2: Yeah, the Hemp Industries Association's got the event coming up later this month, uh, August 28th through the 30th. Uh, that'll be here in Austin. That's the big event coming up. That's the next big real event. Uh, since the Expo last weekend in, in, in Dallas for Texans. And so this will be mentioned. I believe we're gov- covering a press release for that here in the upcoming edition of the Texas Hemp Reporter. Um, it's, it is a good thing to be a part of the, the, these organizations, especially for business owners um these these are uh, these organizations have benefits you become a member you get to network and it's just good for business uh we've got about three minutes with you cynthia what will your team be looking to achieve in 2024 with the 84th texas session uh we we obviously <laughs> want more nothing to change for some of these products uh, um uh what we what are you what will you be looking to to lobby for obviously in 2024
3: Well, the legislature doesn't come back until 2025, thank goodness. So 2024 is going to be spent laying a lot of groundwork. There was a lot of uh, disconnect just within our industry in Texas. Mm -hmm. So hopefully kind of like iron that out. So we're all rowing in the same direction and communicating more frequently. That's right. That kind of thing. And yeah, and um, just getting the messages out to like the legislatures, right, and just planning ahead. It would. We had a an economic report that was commissioned. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten a copy of that, but I can get you one if you want it. I love that. It just shows like, oh yeah, for sure, I'll forward it to you. And it just shows you like how big the industry. I mean, it's a multi billion dollar industry in Texas. So that news needs to be communicated to legislators, and you know, the ones that are interested in business and commerce and keeping Texas thriving will be interested. So that's that's all. That's the game plan.
2: Yeah. And I misspoke when I said 2024, I I guess I meant meant 2025 (laughs) is when the next legislative session. Um, So you guys, will you be there at that event? You guys are big sponsors of the HIA convention that's coming up. I
3: I live in Austin now. So
1: yeah,
3: I'll be there. Um, Yeah. And listen, the HIA, I mean, that is the association that we chose because when we did the Lucas and I did the research and when we did that research, We And we spoke to the executive director, Jody McGinnis, who is wonderful and super knowledgeable. And the HIA has been around over 30 years and they aligned perfectly with everything that we believed as individuals and as a company. They support hemp-derived products, full stop. There were no caveats, there were no ifs, ands, or buts, none of that. They just full stop, they support our products. And it was like, that's it, we're going with them. And it's been great ever since.
2: Well, listen, that's all the time I've got. I want to make sure I let you know that you need to go out there and have a margarita for me over there in Las (laughs) Vegas. I'll let you get back to some of the fun over there. But uh, very, very great. It's
3: been fun. Yeah, no, it's just
2: been great. Always great to have you on to talk about uh, this industry as it's always evolving. But I will let you get back to the champs over there. Say hi to Elvis for me, Cynthia, will you?
3: Of
2: course I will. i sure Got it. There's lots of Elvises hanging out down there in the in the the, the city of One I
3: see. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you so much for being a part of the Texas hemp Show, Cynthia, our guest uh, with hometown hero. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Thanks, Russell. All right, there goes Cynthia Cabrera. All right, stay tuned, guys. Next week. We have on our friends at Smiling Wellness will be on the show. I'm Russell. This is the Texas Hip Show. The new 19th edition of the magazine drops August 3rd. We'll see you next time, guys, on the show. ESPN 1027, Texas Hip Show. See you next week.